From WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. In this show, we will fill you in on the most up-to-date arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. This week, we're talking about a new interactive art exhibit that's come to Columbia's Main Street District. We also discuss the latest NPR Tiny Desk concert from home featuring the one and only Tame Impala. And an exclusive look into a socially distant music festival coming to Columbia in the age of COVID-19. That's all coming up on Hot Topics. First, the news. Live from WSC News, I'm Tyler Fedor. The University of South Carolina is now facing 189 total active coronavirus cases. 145 new cases have appeared in the last five days. Today, a group of protesters shouting racist, sexist, and religiously intolerant ideologies gathered on Davis Field outside Russell House, holding up signs that reflected those ideologies. Students and protesters were separated by a fence, and the protesters did not wear any masks. Students quickly formed a counter-protest and began talking and shouting back at the protesters. The protesters shouted their racist and sexist ideologies through a megaphone. Police, both in uniform and in plain clothing, were present during the event. Returning during the event was Trey Hogan, also known as Trumpet Guy, who also brought with him fellow band members to play behind the protesters. The protesters eventually left campus at 4 p.m., followed by a crowd of students who gathered as they left. Hurricane Laura grows in strength as it continues towards the Louisiana-Texas border, gearing up to be a dangerous hurricane. WSC's Ward Jollis reports. The National Hurricane Center says that Hurricane Laura is now a strong Category 4 storm with maximum sustained wind speeds of 140 miles per hour. The storm is right off the coast of Louisiana and has gone through rapid intensification over the past 24 hours. It is expected to make landfall somewhere near the border of Louisiana and Texas later tonight. Meteorologists at the National Hurricane Center are predicting close to 20 feet of, quote, unsurvivable storm surge tonight that could penetrate 30 miles inland. NHC director Ken Graham said things are changing rapidly for Laura and the storm will be a catastrophic, life-threatening event for those on the coast. Graham recommends that anyone who hasn't already evacuated the area to do so immediately. War Jalis, WUSC News. During the summer, Governor Henry McMaster granted $32 million from the CARE Act to support students paying their tuition in private schools. While it was challenged in court, it was initially dropped. Now, the SC Supreme Court has breathed new life into the case. WSC's Stephanie Allen reports. Earlier this summer, Governor Henry McMaster said that $32 million of the CARES Act funding would be allocated to South Carolina private schools. This money is federal relief for economic security within the coronavirus pandemic. Many public school teachers disapproved of the decision, and the Palmetto State Teachers Association released a statement saying that they were disappointed in the decision. A lawsuit was filed against Governor McMaster regarding the funds. Public school groups and supporters argue that the program directly benefits private schools and so violates the Constitution. The South Carolina Supreme Court will hear arguments regarding the lawsuit on September 28th. The Dow Jones Industrial, that was WSC's Stephanie Allen. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 83 points today. The NASDAQ rose 198 points, and the S&P 500 rose 35 points. It's currently 88 degrees outside with a low of 73 tonight. 
The high for tomorrow is 93 degrees with a low of 75. I'm Tyler Fedor, and you're listening to WSC News. It's 6.06. Spurs up, mass up, Gamecocks. I'm University of South Carolina student body president Izzy Rushton. And I'm President Bob Caslin. Let's prevent the spread of COVID-19. Keep your distance, no matter the location. Get tested. Wash your hands. Wear face coverings. In class and on campus, in restaurants, and in every social setting around Columbia. And take the I Pledge Columbia promise. We are Gamecocks, so spurs up, masks up, Gamecocks. We'll, we'll get, get through, through this, this together. together. And welcome, everybody, to the first edition of Hot Topics here from WUSC News. I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. And Trey, why don't you tell everybody listening what this show is going to be about? So we are going to talk about the latest uh, popular culture news in a variety of different areas, whether that be music, both nationally and locally, art, nationally and locally, um, sports, entertainment, movies, uh, we're going to try to bring you the latest uh, news on those trends uh, throughout the world. That's right. We are your one-stop shop for everything news, entertainment, arts right here in Columbia and beyond. And we are going to kick things off with talking about a new interactive art exhibit coming to Main Street District right here in Columbia. Um, it's located right above the Main Course restaurant on Main Street. And it's kind of a not-your-average uh, art in- art exhibit that you typically see. It's uh, got a lot of 3D elements to it. So basically, it's about five or seven rooms that just are all contributed to by a bunch of local artists that have worked on creating an interactive 3D experience for uh, people and visitors to come and enjoy. And uh, the artists uh, revolve through approximately 12 spaces. Um, and what I think is cool about it is, you know, you go to a typical museum and you look at the art and you see the art. Um, and then, but this one is all about interacting with the art. You really are taken into the experience. And you really get to uh, see kind of what the artists had in mind when they created the exhibit. Um, and it's a kind of a cool concept because a lot of the exhibits are based off of experiences that the artists have had in their past. Um, and yeah, you just really become a participant um, in the exhibit. Uh, like I said, all of the art exhibits uh, come from local artists right here in South Carolina, um, including one artist who has been in the spotlight recently. Her name is Aja Manet, who I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's a local self-taught artist um, whose work is featured in Immersion, which is the title of the exhibit, by the way. Um, and uh, she's had an impact recently um, as she has a new mural located in the Casey Arts District right across the river here uh, called Casey Wonders. And it's kind of got a cool story. She created the uh, mural image for the South Carolina State Fair um, last year, and the mayor of Casey saw it, immediately fell in love with the mural, and decided to put it up on a brick wall in Casey in their arts district. And now that same artist, along with many other South Carolina artists, are contributing to that exhibit on Main Street. So that's a. Uh, a pretty cool uh, twist that a lot of these uh, exhibits are coming from local people. Yes, I was actually very excited when you brought that up in our meeting the other day uh, because, believe it or not, Columbia does have a really good art scene. That's um, right. And so I, I assume this is uh, right across the street from the Columbia Museum of Art. So do you yeah. know if um, it's uh, like – in? Are they in coordinates with each other, or is it independent from that? I think they're independent, but new art to the city is never a bad thing. Uh, I know that over the summer there were multiple new murals put up. 
um, in response to coronavirus, obviously, giving a lot of inspiration to the community. And then just a few blocks down on Main Street, there's actually a new, um, I wouldn't call it a statue, but there's just a big word of hope just written across the green space right next to a market on main street there that got a lot of traction so definitely a lot of cool um art exhibits coming to the city and what i like about this one too is that you can go with your friends and it is really just it's kind of trippy a little bit like they have i was looking at pictures today they have like 3d clouds with neon lights in the background it's really cool and uh yeah they also have one where it's like a jungle theme where they have like silver like reptiles crawling all over the floor it's it's really cool i highly recommend checking it out yeah that sounds awesome so do we know if it's going to be something that's here like permanently or is it traveling oh yeah what's cool about it is um a family um to the area they saw a very similar concept in charlotte and they were sitting down at brunch they just seen this really cool immersive art experience in charlotte and they were like you know what columbia needs something like this and what's cool about it is it's almost like a, not a residency, but the artists are going to be revolving through. So it's not going to be the same 12 artists, um, you know, each time. They're going to keep revolving and get their own uh, new space, which I think is pretty cool. Yes, that does sound awesome. Um, so how do you, you said that you went to it. So what are kind of like the the COVID precautions? Because I know that's a question that a lot of people have about almost anything, any type of event. Yeah, absolutely. And it always, you know, it is kind of crazy how we have to have that in the back of our minds anytime we go out now. Um, But uh, in terms of restrictions or precautions that they're taking to keep everyone safe, obviously, citywide in Columbia, everyone has to wear a mask inside any public building. And uh, in a space that big, that's kind of spread out, it's really easy to social distance there as well. So definitely, you can go there, be safe, all while enjoying art at the same time. Cool. And is, uh, how much does it cost? So tickets are around $15, but let me tell you, it's worth it just based off of the pictures that I saw. And you can find tickets at ImmersionSC.com. It's right above Main Course, which also just opened on Main Street uh, this past weekend. Uh, so definitely a must try if you'd like. Well, in my couple years here at the University of South Carolina, it's been uh, awesome to see how the Main Street area has really grown all the new um, – buildings all of the new restaurants all of the new shops that are being put in down there uh, you can tell that there's a lot of development going on in that area oh yeah even in the past year too um just in terms of market on main opening and the new hope mural that's up there and now these uh, new additions a couple restaurants just opened there recently so definitely an area to check out you think you're gonna head out there soon uh hopefully yeah. I, I i definitely am gonna have to do that I'm pretty busy with classes this week. It might be That's something right. to do next week. Everyone's schedule suddenly just got 10 times more busy. Yes, exactly. Uh, not doing school since uh, April or early May, and then we got thrown back into it. It went 0 to 100 like that. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Um, but we're going to turn gears now a little bit, talk something about something really cool that's been happening. Um, and my one of my addictions over quarantine was watching NPR Tiny Desk. And, oh yeah, and, I love I love Tiny Desk. It's yeah. just like it's the simplest concept of hey, let's take artists and kind of shrink yeah their, shrink their sets, but it, it's it's perfect. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know that's listening out there, kind of take us through the concept of Tiny Desk, and then it's more specifically the artist set that they just came out with. Yeah. So Tiny Desk, as you said, is done by NPR. And so, like I mentioned, they, they kind of shrink everything. So a lot of time it's done 
with more acoustic in, uh, instruments. If you kind of think like the MTV unplugged uh, sound from yeah. the 90s, um, that's kind of what the Tiny Desk concert is. But they don't just keep it with, with rock music. They really go into almost every single genre of music. They've got new artists, old artists, um, all kind of putting their own like unique twists. Uh, typically, you know, they might not have that many people. It might just be like two or three of them with a little, a couple instruments. Um, and so NPR has been doing this for the past couple of years now. I don't know what year they specifically started doing this, uh, but it certainly is fun to watch, and you can find so many of them available online. Uh, but recently, you know, obviously with COVID happening around the world, they can't bring artists into their studio to do right. these concerts. So they've started uh, teaming up with artists and doing like COVID concerts from home. So they'll let the the band set up or the artist set up wherever they want to, wherever they're quarantining or staying. Um, and then they'll uh, film it and, and send it over and they'll release it uh, just like they would um, a, a normal Tiny Desk concert. So uh, just on Monday... I believe it was Monday. Yeah, or, just um, a couple of days ago, very recently. Yes, NPR released uh, the Tiny Desk from Home concert featuring Tame Impala, the Australian psychedelic rock band. I guess that's what you could very, call it. Very hard to put them in a single lane, yeah. Yes, and so they um, did... It was actually just Kevin Parker who does most of or all of Tame Impala's work. Um, and, and two others, but they did an awesome acoustic yeah. set. Uh, did you get a chance to check it out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was really cool to kind of see them kind of produce their music in a different way um, because usually, you know, like you said, it's just Parker who's there. You know, he's kind of is the mastermind behind the whole operation, and then his live sets are just artists' interpretation of him that accompany him. You know, so it was kind of interesting to see. He had two solo artists join him on that set, and... Um, yeah, they kind of put together, like you said, it was like a psychedelic rock loungy vibe almost. Um, and it was really kind of cool to see that all come together in their home. Yes, and so uh, the two other um, uh, musicians that were with Kevin Parker were Jay Watson and Dom Simper. Um, and uh, Kevin Parker said that I'll get Jay and Dom and we'll do this kind of electronic jam with heaps of equipment around us. And we'll recreate the songs with samples and sequencers. I've wanted to do something like this for a while and thought Tiny Desk would be the opportunity to do it. So um, they only did three songs with it. They did Breathe Deeper, Is It True, and Patience, all songs off of their new al our Tame Impala's most recent album, The Slow Rush, which came out back in February. Um, and I, I thought they all sounded cool. They were kind of stripped down in a way but um they uh definitely added a lot of like different effects yeah. on it it was awesome i was gonna say even though it was stripped down they really did a good job of like keeping what's so special about them there you know and the fact that it's there's so many things going on that you always have to kind of keep listening to pick up on stuff and they really did make sure that the production value was still there, even though it was like a stripped down, I guess you could call it quote unquote acoustic sex, uh, session. Yes. It was almost more of like uh, an EDM yeah. set. Because v very reminiscent of like artists in the vein of like Rufus de Soul, um, like really like club loungy EDM artists for sure. And so you had Kevin Parker in the middle. He was on vocals with a mic 
a lot of vocal effects, um, and then you had him with almost like a mixer, an audio mixer. So I guess they had some pre-recorded drums yeah. already being mixed in and are already being pumped in, and he was able to kind of just mix between different sounds there. Um, and then the two musicians that were accompanying him played some like synth basses, yeah. um, some some pads, um, and also added a little bit of guitar, and it filled out. Even though there were just three of them, it filled out like they were playing in a huge arena. Yeah, it felt like seven people were, you know, playing and everything. And I think it's cool, too, that, that like, and this is just generally over quarantine and since coronavirus happened, and they've been still been releasing pretty frequently these Tiny Desk concerts from NPR, is I think being at home has really allowed artists to kind of, like, show off a different side of them in a way. It's kind of just they've release stuff or they perform stuff in a different way that like you wouldn't even have expected them to do you know had they been in the studio or it kind of just takes them down to like i guess their what they would truly like to do in their creative self yes i totally agree and it's cool knowing that kevin parker produces all of his own music yeah. that it's just like a one-man act um so of course i'm sure he he kind of already did the process of quarantining himself um, in the right. past where he would just lock himself away and work on music. So I'm sure that he viewed that he obviously viewed this opportunity as a good way of trying to kind of push the boundaries on some other things and try some to blend a couple of different sounds. But, uh, you know, it's funny because we uh, brought this up at our first meeting and I was like, wow. It seems like everybody listens to Tame Impala, and like everybody likes Tame Impala. They're like it's like the silent majority type, you know. Like you don't everyone like listens to them, but I feel like nobody ever like is like, oh yeah, Tame Impala, you know. But then it's like, oh, you listen to Tame Impala too? Oh, me too, you know. Yeah, the the, the more people that listen to it, like the more you realize just how popular yeah. it is. Um, and what do you think makes his music so like? catchy or popular in a way like i was saying before it's like you there's always something that you have to listen out for like you never I, when i listen to them i never hear their songs the same way twice you know there's always something there's always like a new element that you can grasp and latch onto that like it's a hook in your ear and you just can't like get it out of your head but it's something different every time you listen to them yes uh i totally agree i can relate to that because i was listening to um uh breathe deeper the first one mm -hmm. that they did on this track and i just heard like they had that bass line going yeah. like the whole time the dun 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 dun, yeah. dun dun and it was just constant and whenever i was listening to the song beforehand just like the produced mastered track i i noticed that bass line but i never really followed it i was following something else mm -hmm. but for the first time you know listening to it in this live set i finally followed that and i was yeah. like wow this song sounds completely different whenever you you listen to this uh predominantly yeah and we we were just talking before the show too that like oh you know they were coming to charlotte in june and then it got canceled you know and uh that's the, that's another thing too is like their live shows it's like it's even more like added things that you would not be able to pick out if you were just listening to them recorded yeah so what is your favorite have you listened to like all, he's got four albums what's your favorite tim Paul? i would say breathe deeper is probably like my newest favorite one. Oh yeah for sure i'm definitely a newer fan of them i've just gotten into them like probably just over quarantine and a little bit before like um like earlier this year um what about you uh i, I i've liked them for a while i have to say that my favorite album like goes i'm gonna try to act like the biggest tame impala fan <laughs> 
I like their first album, uh, Inner Speaker, yeah. the best. But uh, four four great albums. I can't really pick one against the other. But somebody who uh, kind of introduced me to Tame Impala many years ago is doing something extremely exciting here in the Columbia area. He is putting on a music festival that's going to be socially distanced, live-streamed, and he's going to try to uh, bring some new light to the Columbia music scene. We're going to have Jake LaPiccolo come and join us here after the break. Muffins is sponsored by WUSC. Back here at WUSC on Hot Topics with Trey Martin and Flynn Snyder. I mentioned before the break that we were going to have a special guest. I'm joined by my good friend Jake LaPiccolo. Jake, can you hear me? I, I can't see you because we've got some uh, social distancing going on here in the studio, but can you hear me? Yeah, man, I can. appreciate you having me on. What's good? So, Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a student here at USC, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm a senior here. Awesome. And what's your major? Uh, sport and Entertainment Management. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Houdini Fest, Houdini Fest, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know what, what's the cause and what are you guys going to do on Sunday? Yeah, man. Um, so pretty much, you know, obviously our industry has been hit very hard with the whole COVID thing, you know, not being able to host live shows. It's kind of threw me off personally, so I felt like, you know, I needed to do something with my time. Uh, and it's all in honor of a student that actually passed away that was big into WSC and music and was one of my best friends and bandmates named Ryan Hood. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be a whole big charity live stream music festival. Um, capacity is like 150 outside and 122 in the tin roof. Uh, it's hosted at tin roof and the Senate Columbia. Um, it's all going to be, you know, stay seated unless you're ordering food and drink. No more than eight to a table. Masks are required. But, uh, yeah. Yes, that sounds awesome. And so that's going to be this Sunday, August 30th, you said at the tin roof. Um, also, uh, the Senate out there, so it's kind of going towards the State House. But uh, Jake, so tell us about some of the entertainment that's going to be here at this festival. Yes, yeah, so we've got a lot of really talented artists, all that are based in South Carolina. Uh, we've got this great band who I just recently got into, named Outer Ego. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, we got Mr. Pedro English, who's a great rapper. Uh, we've got Fusion Jones, who's a kind of Fusion jazz rock band from Charleston, uh, which is Walker King's project. He's a friend of mine. Um, we've also got Writer's Block, who's a great rapper from Columbia. We've got Orange Doors, who are a very you know indie kind of synth rock 
and is led by Michael Evans, who's a good personal friend as well as friend of Ryan's. Um, and Seven Year Witch, who's one of my favorite bands I've probably seen. You know, they always. I'm really excited to see what they're kind of been up to because I haven't seen them live in several years. But they always put on a great show, do a bunch of backflips, and you know, just real, uh, real good set. That sounds awesome. And so um, I know you've got a bunch of you know artists from the South Carolina area that uh, are going to be showcased at this festival. So. For somebody who you know might be new to the Columbia area, what do you have to say about you know some of these artists and the Columbia music scene? Um, I mean, you know, we have a very big scene that I don't think everyone really realizes. You know, um, even if it's not necessarily the biggest or you know craziest venues, you know, there's a lot of really talented people in the area. Yes, and so uh, once again, this music festival, Hadini Fest, going to be on Sunday, August 30th uh, from, I believe, 12 to 11 p.m. So you can take up all afternoon, go see some awesome live music. Um, And so, Jake, tell us a little bit about some of the uh, things that, uh, some of the causes that this show is for. Yeah, so uh, I picked out five causes uh, that all, you know, mean a lot to me. Uh, Starting up, we've got Harvest Hope Food Bank, which is actually just got voted as the best charity in the Free Times of Columbia's uh, Best of Columbia issue. Um, Another one of the causes is the Young Appalachian Musician Foundation, which they actually set up a fund in Ryan's name uh, after he passed away, uh, which was established to provide scholarships for young musicians. in the Pickens area, which is where Ryan's dad was actually from. Uh, And so they currently are involved in 12 schools, and, you know, the fun hosts gives them music lessons for, you know, people that may not be able to afford them. Um, The third one that I picked out is one that's personal to me because uh, I'm a member of Pi Kappa Phi fraternity here at University of South Carolina, Sigma Chapter, um, and that would be the Ability Experience, which is our national philanthropy uh, which um, instills a passion for lifelong service in our fraternity members while also empowers people living with disabilities that sounds awesome yes so a lot of good causes uh, going towards this festival Um, and Jake about how long has this taken you know because this seems like I can't even imagine planning a music festival Um, I mean you know it kind of a lot of people involved in it, a lot of help. I, you know, going to have a lot of time thanking everybody at the end of it. Uh, I still got to work on that. But, you know, it's definitely kind of been my baby, so I'm really excited to, you know, see what happens. Perfect. Well, Jake, thank you so much once again. That is Jake LaPiccolo, founder of Hadini Fest. The first annual Hadini Fest is going to be kicking off uh, on August 30th at the Tin Roof. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for this week's episode and first ever episode of Hot Topics. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the week's biggest stories in arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. Hot Topics is a production by WUSC News and Garnet Media Group and is produced by Troy Dassing and Ward Jollis. Be sure to tune in to Politically Inclined from WUSC News every Monday at 6 and Headline every Friday at 6. I'm Flynn Snyder. 
I've been Trey Martin. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and remember to keep it hot.